In this episode, I will teach you how to distinguish the filling foods from filler foods, plus five well-researched tips on what to eat. Stay tuned. Welcome to Weightwise Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Anu Gupta, weight loss consultant of high-performing and busy women like you. And this podcast is where you can learn how to lose weight permanently by unlocking the power of your brain. If you're looking to overcome overeating, emotional and stress eating so that you can enjoy your life more with a body you love, you are in the right place. Let's do this. Hi there. Welcome to episode 12. How are you doing? I hope you're having a good time. You know, this week, my little girl said something that I wanted to share with you. She recently turned seven and uh, she's in grade two. She said, Mama, I have decided that I want to slim down. And so no more chips, (laughs) only fruits for snacks. So in this episode, I wanted to have a conversation about the two broad categories of food. Some of you might find it too simplistic, but let me tell you what I have learned in my life is that simplicity is power. Okay? It is so overlooked because our brains want to stay confused and as a result not make progress at all in the guise of comfort and safety while our best lives are passing by. And so I love to simplify the concepts and I believe that is where the real transformation takes place. Okay, let's do this. So coming to the two categories of food, they are the filling foods and the filler foods, okay? The filling foods are what I call the fuel foods. These foods cause you to feel full, okay? They trigger the satiety in our brain and also provide you with essential nutrients for a healthy body and maximum energy, okay? On the other side, the filler foods are the foods that are simply fillers. (laughs) Fillers in food and fillers in life. They cannot fuel you and uh, you're eating them like a main course is a problem, While it's fine here and there sometimes, but day after day after day, week after week, that is a problem. Okay, these not just lead to weight gain, but they also decrease your energy and are quite detrimental to your long-term health. Okay, now I'm 100% sure that if you're listening to this podcast, you already have a generalized idea of uh, what is fuel and what is not. Well, even my seven-year-old knows that an apple is better for her body than chips, right? So apple falls in the category of filling foods 
and of course chips in the category of filler foods and the goal is that you eat more of filling foods that fuel your body and less of filler foods and also that you plan ahead of time exactly what you will be eating as i always say right i am going to give you five quick tips on how to design your plate and incorporate the filling fuel foods in your life okay these tips will help you lose the weight and experience optimum health as well as increase in your energy right these are quite well researched and are supported by numerous solid scientific studies right choosing foods that uh, send a strong satiety signal to your brain is uh, a pretty good bet if you want to lose weight without experiencing much of hunger and even if you're looking to maintain your weight these are some five great tips now some of you i know are fans of low carbohydrate diets you might disagree with some of the points that i'm going to tell you but if you listen to this podcast in entirety i'm sure you will find some valuable nuggets that are pretty applicable for you in your life okay by the way i am not against low carbohydrate diets at all if it works for you more power to you but what i see most people doing low carbohydrate diet is for all the wrong reasons they think that it's some magic fix that can end their weight struggle and that the carbohydrates um, are the enemy and the sole reason for their extra weight this is what the low carbohydrate gurus have been telling them right so be- they believe that so i will keep the carb conversation for some other time but as of right now the five quick tips for designing your food plan are number 1 plans the main focus of your diet which i don't think any expert in the world disagrees with has to be plants a plant strong diet a plant centric diet right the more plants you eat the better your health loaded with micronutrients the vegetables both raw and cooked should be the focus must be the focus of your plate if you're looking to drop the weight increase the energy strengthen autophagy pathways in your body and even trigger anti cancer genes how cool is that <laughs> So gradually increase the amount of vegetables that you eat and um, fruits are also great and I love fruits and I would encourage you to have all kinds of fruits in your diet right so that was point number 1 a plant centric diet the next tip is to make sure that there is protein on your plate as an indian many a times i see people having all carbohydrate meals or a meal that is laden with only carbohydrates not a great idea i'm not telling you to add extra 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 protein but make sure that every meal breakfast lunch dinner all three meals have adequate portion of protein good sources of 
protein are poultry, fish, meat, eggs, all other non-vegetarian sources. And for vegetarian people like me, all legumes, beans, soy, milk, yogurt, nuts and seeds are the go-to sources, right? Well, it has been documented that adequate protein triggers satiety in your brain even if you're consuming less amount of food than burning. How cool is that, right? And uh, I also want you to know that adequate protein increases your energy, helps you recover faster from your workouts and uh, builds muscle as well, as well as offers slight advantage in raising your metabolism. Okay, so remember the protein content of a food is a major contributor to satiety. Okay, how our brains feel satisfied after a meal. And this is consistent with large body of scientific research as well that shows that protein is more filling than uh, carbohydrates or fats per unit calorie. Right? Moving on. The third tip on my list is fiber. Now, I'm sure you know that the more natural fiber you have in your diet, the better the satiety. The role of fiber, again, is pretty non-controversial and it's pretty solid in gut health as well. And uh, the role of fiber in gut health has emerged big time in the last decade with uh, all the gut healing as well as a strong microbiota that the fiber containing foods generates in our body right so all the vegetables fruits as well as uh, the whole unprocessed grains and nuts and seeds all all of them are great sources okay and needless to say the ultra processed foods they're stripped of fiber and even if the fiber is added back kind of useless Okay, moving on. The fourth tip is energy density. This means the more energy dense a food is, the less satiety it provides to the brain. What? <laughs> yes, all your highly concentrated Refined foods such as those made with refined white flour, sugar and fat, the processed foods, foods with high amount of sugar and fat, like the more calories a food packs in terms of volume, the less satisfaction the brain has when we eat them. Okay, that is why when we are eating in a restaurant, we can eat a ton of food and still not be satisfied, right? Or we end up overeating a lot of food and then feel satisfied, which is way past fullness, right? Fat um, is the most energy dense food. And uh, you can pack a lot of fat in tiny amount of food, right? People say the butter satisfied them for hours. Yes, but uh, they also eat a lot of it. 
This is absolutely not to say that fat is bad or that butter is bad. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. The context matters. Okay. I'm simply giving you some tips here, right? Okay. I also want to mention that sugar is, even if it's half as dense as fat, but uh, you can bag a lot of sugar, a lot of sugar, and uh, make the food very, very high energy dense wise, right? On the other hand, the energy dilute foods like Um, the foods that have lower calories in terms of volume seem to satisfy the brain faster. Okay, things like vegetables and fruits not just take up more space in your stomach, they actually trigger satiety in your brain. So the lesson here is that I want you to be mindful of the energy density of food. Like be mindful of um, fat and highly refined um, foods that are packed, okay, inside the food. (laughs) Okay, moving on. The last tip, but one of the most important tip is called the food palatability. In fact, um, this is a conversation for a full podcast episode and um, I will certainly take up this topic because it's quite fascinating. Palatability means the taste index. Okay, how tasty the food is, which is quite subjective, right? Now, here's what is fascinating. The more palatable a food is, that is um, to say that the more tasty a food is, the less satiety it triggers in the brain. What? (laughs) Like, isn't this what we experience in life as well? Like you can polish off half a pizza with Coke followed by death by chocolate pastry and not even feel that you've overeaten versus eating a big bowl of cottage cheese salad with yogurt dressing or even a plate of dal and rice and feel fully satisfied. Yes, the salad and the dal rice option might not sound that enticing (laughs) or um, entertaining, but it definitely is way more satisfying in triggering fullness when it comes to through your brain's satiety centers. That's what I mean. Okay, many of my clients and women who have done my workshops have expressed their confusion about this point. I remember in one of my workshops, one doctor said, Anu, I agreed with all the points except this one. (laughs) You're saying that the food shouldn't be tasty? (laughs) I get you, I hear you. Okay, 
If you have similar kind of thoughts, then I certainly hear you. You are not alone. And such thoughts are quite normal. Okay. The thing is, firstly, taste is a learned phenomenon. Okay. I never thought that my mouth will salivate while cooking and eating plain boiled bottle gourd. That's ghee and uh, peta, <laughs> pumpkin and broccoli. Just plainly salted. That's it. I never knew that there will come a day that I would literally find all these things to be amazingly tasty. I'm not kidding. <laughs> That's one point. The other thing is, sitting in this part of the world, I never grew up eating lots and lots of French croissants. So I don't have a taste for them. I find them bland. I'm like neutral towards them. This is what I mean. Taste is subjective and it's learned. And new taste can be learned and enjoyed thoroughly. The other thing is, do you know the intensely palatable meaning the uber delicious foods do not exist naturally? There isn't any food in nature which is a combination of fat, sugar and salt together in one package. And now we even add a ton of artificial flavoring to that. Like these are the kind of foods that are intensely palatable and they trigger the reward pathways in your brain. And not just trigger, they simply hijack the reward pathways of the brain. And when the reward pathways are intensely stimulated, it's no longer about hunger. It's all about the intense dopamine hits. Those are flooding your brain and then they are triggering this excessive desire and then you want more and more and then you want more of that in the future. That's what the dopamine does, right? So I always say it's not the avocado, it's the chocolate avocado mousse. <laughs> Even if it is artificially sweetened, right? It's not the potato. It's the deep fried, smothered with salt potato chips. <laughs> you get the point. <laughs> yeah. So what I am saying is that the point is not to eat totally bland food. That's not what I'm saying. The point is A... You understand that simple whole foods are the best bet. And B, you keep your food to be moderately tasty. I mean, don't come straight to the boiled veggies with low palatability that I eat now. <laughs> or don't make your artificially sweetened keto chocolate mousse a regular affair. That's what I mean. Keep your food whole and simple, as unprocessed as possible and don't smother it with extra extra fat and salt or sugar or seasonings, right? Sticking to simple foods fill you up, 
trigger that satiety in your brain without uh, feeling excessively hungry. Okay, I want you to remember that your desire for your food to be very tasty is actually wired in your primitive brain. There's nothing wrong with it. But the truth is, as long as you're chasing pleasure from food every single day, in every single meal, you will be misguided by this desire. Food can never provide you with that genuine pleasure, right? It's your job. Don't put this on food. There's only one and only one job of food. Sad. (laughs) You may think it's sad, but it is true that the job of the food is actually to fuel your body. You may find this fact to be actually boring, but it is what it is, right? Like the pen is there for you to write with. Too bad that you can't paint with it. (laughs) The job of the fire is to be hot, right? This is the example that I give to my clients. The job of the fire is to be hot. Too bad it can't be cold. You get the point. You want the food to provide you with that sensory, orgasmic experience, but it can't. You want the food to entertain you. It can't. That is your job. You create that with your thinking, with the results you create for yourself in life. You create that fulfillment, right? So remember, remember to incorporate more of plants on your plate. Make sure there is an adequate portion of protein in all your meals. So what I'm saying is to aim for half of your plate as plants, okay? Like go to that point gradually, okay? One quarter of your plate must be a portion of protein and one quarter to be complex, minimally processed carbohydrates and uh, be moderate and mindful of the fats that you add in your food, okay? The more fuel foods you eat, the better you feel. Like that is a mantra that I want you to adapt. The more fuel food you eat, the more the food loses its power over you. And uh, this is what it means to lead a purpose-driven, deliberate, and conscious life, right? The consciousness of the world has changed so rapidly. Eating fuel foods and taking care of your health is no longer a luxury. It is mandatory. It's imperative, okay? Yes, looking good is fabulous bonus of eating fuel, But feeling good, feeling amazing happens when you connect with your body and uh, notice how these foods make you feel and then you make it a priority, right? So that is it for today. 
If uh, you have any questions regarding this particular episode, get them inside my VIP Facebook group. I invite you to join that if you haven't already. I'll leave the link in the show notes, okay? If you found this episode valuable, consider leaving me a review on iTunes and that way I will be able to help more amazing women like you and um, I will talk to you very soon. Thanks for joining me on Weightwise Revolution. Now take the next step and go to dranugupta.com slash guide and grab your free guide called 6 Steps to Jumpstart Permanent Weight Loss. And hey, join me again next week for more support on your journey to happy, healthy weight for life.